about to experience something we've never seen before next week. The first World Cup starting in the fall. It's going to be something I think we'll talk about for the rest of our lives, man. Might be the first and last World Cup in the Middle East for many reasons. But to talk about that and many other things, I'm welcomed by Ephraim, Marcus, Anthony. You already know the squad. And of course, our special guest, you know, basically the fifth member of the show, Young Clay, Chelsea Bayern, Germany, France expert, and many things. What's going on, Claytis? Uh, glad to be back, fellas. Glad to be back. You know, back from the dead, but glad to be back nonetheless. Ding! Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's looking like that over here in, uh, in London. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of dead performances. Everything's really dead, to be honest with you, man. I, I've I have no faith waking up to watch games nowadays. Like I just be waking up, put in the parlays. I don't even be picking Chelsea to win the games. It's just one point five goals does it for me nowadays. Oh yeah, it's tough, man. We'll see what's good. And also another special guest, Jamar. You already know the La Liga expert, Real Madrid expert. You know, the king of football. What's going on, Jamar? Not too much, man. My bad for the delay. Oh, How y'all doing? Good. Welcome along, brother. What's good? Welcome, welcome. What's good? What's good? Oh, man. Hey, Jamar, why don't you break it down off top before we go into Claytis and Chelsea? Why don't you talk about what a former Chelsea player is doing for his community, man? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, sir! Bigfoot initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be banging with the Chelsea boys. You know, maybe doing a lot of good things on the pitch for uh, you know, the squad and everything. But yeah, but, man, uh, uh, Rudiger, you know, he's donating some of his funds. I know you saw that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All, really his, funds. all his funds from the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, all his in, funds, um, Yeah, for the uh to build what? I think uh houses, right? Yeah, build houses, pay for people to have surgery, yeah. all types of things, man. And his mother's homeland of Sierra Leone, man. Yeah, yeah. Honorable brother. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been banging with Rudiger though, uh for real as soon as he uh stepped on the picture, you know, everything that he'd be doing at Real Madrid. But that was focused uh when I had seen that. Um so yeah, that's going that's that's real dope to be honest with you. I mean, cause, you know, to have that on on top of everything that he's been doing at the club, it's been small, small things when he's been stepping in, but you know, he makes impacts when he steps in and everything. And he already been bleeding for us and everything too. So you know, and number of respect for the boy Rudiger. For sure. And if y'all don't know, he has his own theme song. I know, Cletus, you be moving to that track. I mean, it's only right, you know. I miss the boy. I miss him. Yeah, I'm sure you miss him because uh, the last game before the break, Newcastle won, Chelsea nil. Break that down. Um, Honestly, it was just a flat, flat performance from Chelsea. I feel like we went into that game just like, you know, on the back of a lot of players' head, they were thinking about the World Cup and not trying to be injured. 
And, you know, Newcastle is like the hottest team in the league right now. So you kind of have to play them with like a high intensity and like a lot of, you know, dedication to want to win that match. And they show way more dedication. Um, they outplayed us from minute one. Like they're like their attack is like easy to read, but like it's so efficient. Like they they're always overlapping. They always know how to find the extra man that's open on the wing. And that really it killed us. Like none of our players seemed like they was like ready to play that game or had a desire to win. Even the subs that we made, like, you know, Ziesh coming on, like I already knew from Sucho's time, like Ziag is he doesn't really want to be at Chelsea anymore. A lot of the players don't want to be at Chelsea anymore. So Watching that game, I didn't see us winning that at all. And I'm not surprised that we lost. Now, based on what you've been seeing under Grand Potter, do you see any improvements tactically compared to what was going on under Tuku? Because it looks like he's trying to, you know, do some of the similar philosophies, but it's not working. My, um, so from what me and Mike say, I've seen and like have done our analysis on like the tactics. Um, it's not something I'm like against, but I think his philosophy is going to take way more, way more like time for us to implement than I suppose like a coach like Tuchel's. So that's where like the dilemma I think that we're going to be faced with this summer and the next couple of like transfer markets is like, who are we bringing in and who's going to be leaving the club? What is our identity going to be moving forward? And that's what really scares me with Chelsea right now, because I don't think our recruitment is that good at all. So I'm I'm scared for like our project. I'm scared for our coach. Like, what is he going to be able to do the next couple of seasons with the transfer market? I think we're more now like a um, a PR based team where like we're more focused on marketing than you know like winning football games. I mean, I could see that, uh, Marcus. You can jump in too. Like we've seen stuff about the rumors of maybe Chelsea might get in cuckoo in January and different things. Unfortunately, he's going to miss the World Cup now. But do y'all feel, all of y'all could jump in, do y'all feel like Chelsea is making any improvements? I'm going to say it like this. <clears throat> Them boys going to need a couple windows. Because if Graham, I don't know, it seemed like he uh, he giving an audition to all the players. But if you keep putting that nursery of the back line out there, it's not going to work. It's like he put Silva out there with two younger players and Cucurella, man, he might be a waste. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of people that's going to have to go, in my opinion. Yeah, man. A waste of money. I was just about to ask about him. How's that guy doing over there for you, Cletus? I mean, from, honestly, from day one, I was against the signing. I'm still against the signing. I've never seen a player who cannot move his body to make a simple pass like is a simple pass back to to the goalie it seems so difficult for him like he has no attacking like he cannot attack at all is he's a liability but honestly right now i'll be happy to take marcus alonzo back wow as opposed okay. to blasphemy i know i know yeah that's that's telling right there wow i know but that's so me, my question Hey, Clayton, you don't mind me asking real quick. My question is, like, I heard you mention something about, you know, what kind of system. I mean, and that's the thing I, I worry about. What What is the philosophy that, that Grandpa is looking at right now? Like, what is he trying to get him to play like they were at Brighton? Is he trying to, you know, what is he trying to do? Stay stay with Tuchel's system? I mean, that, that doesn't seem like it's working. And 
you know, the way they were playing at Brighton when he was there at Brighton, I, I think uh I think that was a great way that they played. It was it was pretty football. Uh they surprised a lot of teams. Um, you know, is, is that the way they're gonna try to go? What do you think? Well, I'll say prior to like our, our um our downfall, we were playing a lot more possessive and we created um a lot more in attack. But slowly over time, I feel like with us with having so many injuries. And then, like Marcus said, I feel like he was giving a lot of tryouts to a lot of players on the team. And he's like, he's mixed up the lineup quite a few times, which kind of cost us the last couple of weeks. But I don't think we have the team or the players at the moment to kind of like implement what he wants to implement, just to be realistic. Like, we don't have a solid midfield and our attack is, is a joke. So I think we really need to focus on first and foremost is like rebuilding our midfield. And then that'll kind of help him find like, the philosophy that he wants to implement, whether he wants to be like, you know, just like just dictate play and just be a ball possessive team or just be like a great counterattacking team. But we need like the right personnel in midfield before we can even, you know, think about that. Is it is the Conte era over? To me, yes. I've I've said this quite a few times now. Like I love Conte, but if somebody like PSG has been knocking on our door, wanting him for like 40 mil I'm like yo I would give you content for that 40 mil easily I'm not I'm not I love content but I feel like he's not a player that I would want to hold on to yes I know we all love him he's a great guy and everything but the position that he plays like needs it requires him to be fit at all time and you know he's getting older he doesn't have the leg to like kind of be running at all time and playing that position so if we could find somebody else and get 35 40 or 50 million for Conte I'm taking that ASAP for sure. Now, Marcus, you got a player that people said was a flop. You know, everyone wants to talk when the season is early, but now he's balling. That front two seems to unlock them. Darwin Nunes scored a brace. Liverpool won 3-1 over Southampton. How would you assess how he's been improving throughout the season, Marcus? So I got a little, you know, the homie male sent me some on Twitter, uh, put me on a little game. The homie learning English, so I think that is helping. Uh, early in the season, they said he couldn't communicate with nobody, and it feels like when he got that goal, he talked to Harvey afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, like I appreciate that. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the spots I want the ball." So I think like more of like the back line. Like I think this is at helping Andy because. Andy has what two assists last game, and one of them was like uh, was off a free kick, and like he hooked up Nunez the game before. Yeah, but, I mean, right now Nunez is like a mixture of Luis Suarez with that rage, with that like because he 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 getting yellow yellow cards for stupid stuff, but uh, he he got that Torres in him as well. When Torres came, at first he wasn't like clinical. But he would get a lot of shots off, and that's what Nunez does because he'll take the shot outside the box like it's nothing. But I do think homie is approving. And uh, like you said, I think – what is it? He like top 10 in uh, goals right now. So, I yeah. mean, if if he ends with double digits, I'm cool with that. Give me sure. half what Mane gave me. Yeah, I dig that. And, you know, it does look kind of like a hybrid formation, like a 4-3-3, 4-4-2. Because Darwin Nunes, sometimes it looks like he's in a front two with uh, Firmino, and then other times he floats to the left wing. So it's very interesting how Klopp is using him. And, of course, you already know he did play left wing a lot at his last club. So 
that's going to be one to watch out for. I'm not looking forward to seeing him in the World Cup with Uruguay, but hey, that's another story. I think, I think though, it's a four four two. That's what Klopp is saying. He don't want to give out too many secrets, yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see it because like you see how 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 deep freaking Firmino is playing now. It's yeah. like. It's like also it's like since he ain't got the lead, it's like all right, just make the passes and then eventually, because it's like uh, it's like let Darwin do all the running and then you get in the box and then they'll play it back. So I mean I like it, I like it. He he swapped it out. I mean we had like the like what is it? Quick recap of the game. I mean I thought that was just to like get people through. Get let's get through this last game. Let's get up out of here with no injuries because he had Trent like really really hitting. He had uh Tiago pretty much playing on that side exclusively. Yeah. And um shout out to Millie though. 600 games, man. You know, we gotta give the old man a uh a shout out. Probably probably get his co- uh football manager on. <laughs> he needs to retire, man. Hey man, gotta collect those checks. And Clay, I know one thing about you, you're never mad at a brother collecting the checks, man. Yeah, let me let me relax. All I know <laughs> is the Premier League needs to have a good little Going away party for him. <laughs> I mean, he's been on half the club. Shit. That's what I'm saying. Because I know he's going to pass uh, Ryan Giggs' record, too. He probably already has. Uh, true. Hey, well, hey, salute, man. English legend. Top 10 in assists. Remember, y'all? <laughs> that's who uh, KDB trying to beat? Yeah. You know, that's that's the symbol. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> for that guy. Now, Anthony. Hey. I know you were a little busy on the weekend doing good deeds for the community, but I'm sure you've had the time to watch highlights and see what happened. But it was a shock upset between Brentford and Man City. Ivan Tony, many people believe, including Marcus and myself, I'm sure a lot of y'all do too, that he was snubbed from the England team. He had a brace, should have had a hat trick after the match. He was pissed even though they won. Cause he's got that striker blood in him, but uh, how did did you feel about that performance, uh, Anthony? Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for you know understanding that I was busy, and uh, there were certain things that I did notice in the highlights that I watched that I almost went to Walmart to get a laser pointer to analyze and see am I looking at this correctly? Oh. It looked like two goals that were scored. Holland was playing defense and I'm like, who's this big guy in the box? What's going on? And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get mad. I, I'm looking at it on my phone and I look at it on the TV and it kind of still looks the same. I'm like, Hey, how's this guy? <laughs> Why is he there? Why is this guy, Why is this guy <laughs> playing defense? Is, is he trying to fall into this versatility conversation now? He got a yellow in the match too. <laughs> I'm working hard. Hey, I'm seeing that. Uh, who scored? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm asking questions like, why was he trying to work on his work rate defensively in this match? And then the last goal, I see him in the box again. I'm. I'm confused. I'm like, yo, is 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 somebody playing a trick on me? Is is there a new tactic out? I really have to watch it. I, I didn't watch it. Um, they they lost. Good job on Tony for getting the goals. And, you know, it's cool when players have a blackout session and seem like he wanted to show out. You yeah. know, and I respect that. That's tight. Uh, it's a long season. The same way I know you're not too geeked on Arsenal being leading, leading the 
Premier League going into this break, I ain't sweating this loss for real because I know it can come down to the last match. So for sure. Now let's talk about Arsenal real quick. You mentioned them. They played. Let me double check. Uh oh yeah. They played Wolves in their last game. It was a pretty, you know, close match earlier because <laughs> Anthony warned me, man. Gabriel Jesus, hey, man, he's smooth. He does all for the team. But, hey, man, when you need him to get that banger, he gets confused. And let me tell you something. He had a beautiful movement. He had the ball on his left foot swung it over to his right in one sequence and hit the bar. And then another chance, just missed it. Like, he's 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 going to get goals, but he's not the assassin. And prior to this season, uh, we were talking about him. You know, Cletus was trolling me. Like, hey, man, what are y'all doing over there? And I said he's a C-plus striker. Maybe we could turn him into a B and with some, some dust, maybe a B-plus. I still think he, that can happen, but it's, it's, it's calm for him right now. But our captain, Odegaard, had the brace. He's been increasing his goal input. I think he actually leads the team in Premier League goals with six. So that's a beautiful thing to see because last year we were too dependent on Saka, Smith Rowe to score. Now the other players are stepping it up. So, hey, Arsenal goes into the, you know, the international break. Five points at the top, you know. Are we going to win the league? No, but it's okay. Top four is all we need, so it's looking good so far. But let's talk about, you know, some team that is looking good, but then it's also shaking other aspects. Manchester United, e, you guys, before the break, guys had a nice win over Fulham. Why don't you walk us through that game? Well, it uh, seemed like it was tougher than it needed to be. But, you know, at the end of the day, you are playing in the Premier League. So there are some games that are going to be that way. Fulham was um, uh, Fulham was looking good at, in that game. Um, they had loads of possession. I think they ended up having like 52%. But at one point, I think they had like 60-something percent uh, for a period of the match. Uh, we ended up going up 1-0. Um, Erickson got his first goal of the season. Um, Fulham came back, uh, tied the game up, uh, and then we had to uh, win a 93rd minute winner with uh, young Alejandro Garnacho, who's been uh, whose stars been rising. He has certainly sat Jaden Sancho on the bench because uh, uh, he's getting no PT right now. Um, so Garnacho was taking it and running with it, and I ain't mad at him. So you know, it's uh, all about who who's performing on the team, right? Uh, you're definitely going to support them as much as I would love to see somebody like, uh, you know, Sancho rise above whatever's going going on with him right now. Um, he's going to have to work through it. But uh, Garnacho said, I'm taking this. Nobody wants it. So I'm, I got it. So uh, we look good with uh, Martial up there. Too bad he can't really play a whole game right now. Um, I think he was subbed out at around 60 ish, 60 ish minutes or so, maybe a little bit later. Um so yeah, that was that was nice to see him play. I think the way he plays in the system is is uh is exactly what Ten Hag wants. Um 
yeah, I may I may be throwing some shade here, so I'm just letting you guys know. Yeah, in a way, I am doing that. So yeah, the 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 team, you know, is resilient. They look good. Um, there's still some things that uh, obviously we need. We need we need a striker. We're going to need a midfielder or two. Uh, we need a right back. You know, so there's some things that we we can still uh, uh, improve our team with. But uh, right now, they're showing some fight. I like what I'm seeing. It's gonna be some downfalls, but uh overall I like I like how they're looking right now. I like the upper trend. For sure. Now Jamar, you know, La Liga, they schedule is so smooth. Real Madrid's last match was on Thursday, relaxed against Cadiz. They won two one. And I noticed in that match, Jamar, Rodrigo played as a number nine, and Ancelotti has been using him more as a number nine. How do you feel about Rodrigo playing that role? And do you think that might be his full pos full-time position moving forward? Um, you know, no, honestly, nah. He, I feel like he's too he too frail to be a number nine. Um, he getting moved in the box easy. And you know, sometimes Brazilian boys they like to flail and fake and I don't really like that, especially in the box. They don't – you start to get a reputation for that, and then they won't call stuff in the box on purpose, kind of like what they're doing with Vinny right now, even though he is getting fouled. But, no, nah, I mean, I like it as a substitute for Benzema um, while he's hurt. But for the long term, now nah, I feel like we're going to need to sign a striker uh, in the long term, for real, for real. But, I mean, we can still maintain and win games with it. You know, really doesn't throw us off too, too much. Um, but – we just won't have the same impact and input, you know, from all aspects. So now nah, I, I I like him better on the wing, to be honest with you. I, I really like him as a super sub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm really feeling. Now, to Shemeni, he is a guy that France is going to ask to basically step up and carry the mantle of Conte and Pogba. From what you've seen so far, do you think he's ready for that? Um, to be honest, I don't know. Early in the season, I would say yes, yeah, especially as soon as he when he stepped in for Casemiro, it seemed like nothing was missing. But like he got injured for a little period of time for a couple of weeks. And since he's came back, like he hasn't really been the same. Um, so the only thing I say is really with his consistency of staying aggressive. Like he he hasn't been as aggressive, you know, sticking his foot in there. He's been getting a little bit more fouls. Um, not as consistent as getting the, getting the ball out. Um, I mean, he young, though. But, I mean, he, he showed he can. You know, I don't know if it's coming back from the injury or, or what have you. But, I mean, he, he can because he's shown it, um, especially playing, playing uh, in that defensive midfield with us. Um, and he's actually been, he's been playing every game too before the injury too. He wasn't he was like a consistent starter. So, I mean he can, but we'll we'll see just to see the consistency of it all. I dig it, and that's a nice word he used, Jamar consistency, because this man that we're about to talk about is arguably the most consistent player we've ever seen, the greatest goal scorer in the history of the sport. For me, he's the best header of the ball I've ever seen and arguably the best penalty taker I've ever seen. Now he's 37 years old, going on 38, and he's pissed. He's got an interview dropping Wednesday and Thursday with Piers Morgan. This is the one and only Cristiano Ronaldo. 
And, you know, he's upset. He's criticizing Manchester United. He's criticizing the board, the owners, some of his teammates, you know, everybody. He's burning the house down because it's over. Now, Cletus, you're one of the biggest Cristiano fans I know. How do you feel about this interview? And what do you think the goal is for this? I think, first and foremost, as somebody who's loved this sport since I was a kid, I love this era that we're in of, like, players being able to do more interviews. Because in the past, you only hear the coach's word or, like, the board's word, and that's pretty much it. But in a sense of Cristiano, like, I think him speaking up was kind of needed because it's putting more emphasis on the Glazer family and United as a whole to kind of clean up its act and identify that it is an issue. They have an issue at the club and they can't, you know, just like pat, like just paste the marketing Cristiano over all the cracks. Um, again, I'm not mad at the interview. Um, I can understand his frustration. I always knew like this part of his career is going to be very difficult for him because he's so driven and so like ambitious, like he wants to win at all times. So I know this was always going to be hard for him, but I also feel there's definitely been a lack of respect for him um, from the media. But, you know, British media, that's that's within their culture. Um, they'll build you up just to tear you down. Um, but I think he kind of deserves a little bit more respect as well as the criticism that he's receiving. He does deserve it, but he also does like he he kind of needs to get some more respect, especially with the the preseason situation with his son or his uh, child passing away. Um, and then I think his daughter was in a hospital. So he had a lot going on and I feel like he didn't receive the kind of care and respect that he like he expected to receive from the from the club. But I think, you know, like everybody said, the bridge is burning. He's leaving. It'll be interesting to see where he's going to go. If he does come back, it'll be even more interesting to see how the season plays out with that. But um, yeah, it's, it's in limbo land right now. I really don't have no issue with Cristiano. For sure. Now, E, you are the Manchester United fan. How do you feel about, you know, this interview and what it's doing to the team? We're seeing mess reports that he got kicked out the WhatsApp group and Bruno, <laughs> it's awkward between him and Bruno and the national team. Even Anthony's man, Joe Cancelo, is looking straight like, hey, bro, I don't know you. So what do you think <laughs> about this, E? Yeah, man, I'm going to see a lot different than uh, Clayton sees it. So, um, yeah, I'm a fan, too. At the same time, my, my, my whole position is always going to be club over player. So as far as, like, pointing out what the Glaciers did, absolutely. I'm happy he did that. First, let's also not be mistaken. This is something that fans already knew about, right? He's just bringing more emphasis on it because of who he is, his platform, everything. Great. I'm all for it. I actually like that. I'm, I'm, I think if you scroll through any kind of United forums or podcasts, vlogs, whatever, whatever you want to call it, and you look at the comment section, most Manchester United fans, like 99.9% .9 of them will agree with his assessment of the culture of the club, the lack of, uh, you know, improvements and, and you know, how Carrington, the, the training ground in, in, out there is, isn't uh, like what Manchester City, even Leicester apparently has a better training ground than, uh, than Manchester United right now. Uh, so 
I mean, they I have that. won the league more recently than y'all, so you know, <laughs> no additional funds, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I, so I think, yeah, that's great. I'm glad I'm, I agree with you, Claytus. I think him pointing all that stuff out is is, is great. As far as being disrespected and, and the respect, look, they, look, there's stories that go both ways with that, right? You, you there's 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 stories that say that uh, Manchester United gave him, you know, had the utmost support for him, and that uh, uh, that um, word from his camp, Cristiano's camp, was that he was appreciative of the grace and the how 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 good Manchester United was being to him while he was going through his child's death uh, at the end of the last season. And and I think his daughter was sick at the beginning of this season. He gives given time off. Now maybe there's something Claytus to it that we're in the background. Something else was going on, right? Publicly, it, there are receipts. Ten Hag supported him openly, publicly. He always said it was a, a, a private matter. Never said it was anything else, ever. So I get it. The the media can say something else. We know how it transfers in the summer and in January. There's lots of rumors that go around. Lots of them. You barely can trust any source that you hear from uh, when it comes to a lot of these uh, uh, transfers. So, so yeah, the media did something to kind of overblow it. I think I don't think there was that much wrong with between the player and the club. He knew what he was getting into when he came back. He also had an opportunity to speak up before the season was over last year, uh, but he waited until now when he's not playing. So it just seems a little convenient that he's doing it at this moment. And I think the thing that lost a lot of Manchester United fans was when he criticized the manager. That was it. Other than that, speak your heart's content. Bring focus on everything that's wrong with this club. Bring focus on the, the on the Glazers who haven't done anything uh, but take money from the club and haven't invested anything back into it. Absolutely. Once you cross the line of, of yeah, maybe there was some disrespect somewhere between him and Ten Hag that got lost in translation or whatever the case may be. At the same time, man, you don't come out and say, I don't respect my coach just like that. That out in public like that I, I, that I don't agree with I, I see something very wrong with that so that's just my take on it um but we also need to give uh time for these interviews to come out uh tomorrow and Thursday so I think after that we can have a better understanding of maybe where he's coming from as well so I do give him some grace in a sense at the same time man when you come out against your manager and you kind of undermine the other players in the locker room that's where I, I you know you draw the line with me so yeah that's where I was having issues with I feel like you know some of the criticism I think it was more directed towards Ragnick again I haven't seen the full interview yet but um it'll be interesting to see how you how you like he he speaks on that no doubt yeah I'm willing to give that uh Claytus. I'm willing to like sit back and say you know what let's wait till the whole interview comes out let's see let's see if there's some other context that we just don't know about yet because let's let's be honest they're doing this on purpose where they're dripping out whatever they want to drip out yeah so it's nasty it's nasty yeah yeah so we know there's other stuff that's going on so let's wait let's see um but but yeah man that's the only thing i think that manchester united fans have an issue with is is getting on the manager and kind of just undermining your own teammates like you already see how his, his portugal teammates are looking at him there was pictures of 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 uh diogo delao on a on a bike next to him looking all like uh i don't know why i'm sitting next to this motherfucker like this yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe we're overreading it, but it just don't seem like things are kosher, even with his own national team right now. So, we'll see. Yeah, and you know how it goes. Shout out Joe Mario. I don't know if you guys caught it. I know we were talking about it in our soccer chat this morning, but Joe Mario said something that stuck with me. He said, "Yeah, 
the news is always about Cristiano. We're used to it. So they're used to Cristiano always being, you know, the guy that overshadows everything. This time it's more negative. And yeah, it can probably harm the team chemistry. I don't think they was going to win anyways because they're relying on a grandpa with no form to carry them. That ain't going to happen. But especially now, it's going to be geek. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, they might be able to like – Push some things aside and, and play as a team because they've done it before. Like you said, he's always the headline. So they're used to that, at least. But we'll see. Sorry, Clavis. I mean, Bernardo Silva even said it, you know, we're going to win this one for Cristiano. So Man, please. we'll see how it goes. Ain't winning nothing. We're going to see for sure. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, I don't even know what network that Cristiano network uh, interview is going to be on, but. Get your VPN ready and be on the lookout. So next week, maybe we can have a more in-depth breakdown about it because they said it's 90 minutes. So we'll see how it goes. Pierce is three for three this year. Yeah, man. He's he's gonna pop up again. Just saying that. That's a that's a little little foreshadow, but um if you guys aren't aware, like I said at the beginning of the show, the World Cup starts. Five days from now, today is November 15th. The show will be live on the 16th. The World Cup starts on the 20th. So it is snuck up on us, but we all, if you got as you if you guys have been listening, the road to the World Cup, we've been breaking down teams. So this is the last one, obviously, since the World Cup starts next week. So I had Spain and Ghana. Now for Spain. The interesting thing with them is that this is a transition year. Ephraim, I'm sure you guys all saw Luis Enrique started a Twitch account because he's getting ready for his broadcasting career after they get cooked. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do, man. Marata is still out there striking. Claytis, you saw that he was trying to do FIFA street moves, still got played. Sir, no sir. Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my god. Yeah, Anthony, you saw why they you saw why they gave Gavi number nine. I mean, look what Marata's doing. So, <laughs> so I don't know. With them, it's interesting. There's still still like a clash between who's gonna start at DM between Busquets, Rodri, Pedri. Is you are you still trying to build around him like you did with Euro 20? It's a lot of question marks. Nico Williams is the tricky winger. He should be playing for Ghana, but I understand. I think he's going to get some ghost minutes so that he's never able to play for Ghana. But with Spain, I don't really expect much. Ghana is my other team. Of course, that's the one that I care about because it's the land of my family. And that team selection that Atalado picked is a little sketchy. There's some questionable calls. They didn't pick. Ransford Yabois, Kongis Dorfer, who I think definitely deserved it. He's been balling in the second division of the Bundesliga for Hamburg. Another guy that I felt got slighted was Jeffrey Schlupp. You know, he can play every position, basically. And he's a guy that is willing to do whatever it takes to help his team win. So it's unfortunate. Um, Our starting goalkeeper, Joseph Walcott, got a finger injury, so he's missing the World Cup, uh, another young homie, Baba Adrisu. He's a, one of the starting defensive midfielders. He's normally in a double pivot with Thomas Partey. He's also missing the World Cup. So 
I'm not expecting much out of my country, unfortunately, in my homeland. Uh, so, Cletus, why don't you break down France and Germany? Like we said earlier, France is, you know, unfortunately missing out in cuckoo. What do you think about the team and their prospects of repeating as world champions? Um, so, you know, the World Cup curse, you know, you win it next round, you know, you're out on the group stages. But for France, it's going to be interesting looking at the midfield, especially like we were saying earlier, um, Tuchemendi and Kamavinga being in that midfield, you know, it's it's a lot to ask for them. You know, their first World Cup controlling a midfield. Um, Rabio, I think he's a he's a nice addition to the team, but I don't feel like he's that great of a creator to, you know, control the midfield as well. So that's going to be really interesting. But going into the defense, I think they're really, really strong in their back line. Um, Pavard, you have uh, Hernandez brothers, you know, uh, Kanote. Uh, so it's they have a lot, a lot of options in the back. Uh, um, you know how I feel about Loris. Um, but sad to say, he is the best option for, for Le Bleu at the time. So, you know, take that. But looking at their offense, now that's a whole different story. Um, like, you, <laughs> it's funny that we're going to talk about it, but it's going to be a real, real issue for Deschamps to decide between Benzema and Giroud because we're not going to say that Giroud's having a bad season at AC Milan, and we're not going to say, you know, Kareem is having <laughs> a bad year. So it's going to be interesting to see who he's going to pick to lead the line, but of course you're going to have, you know, um, the guy himself, Kylian at the, uh, on the wing and then Dembele on the other side as well. But I would like to see Coleman fight against Dembele for that other position because Coleman is able to play both wings and he hasn't been able to play with France in the major tournament. So um, I really want to see him kind of show out and really make a stand or make a stamp on that French team. Now, let me just throw this in because you try to disrespect your uncle, Olivier Giroud. In 13 matches in Serie A, he has five goals and three assists. In six games in the Champions League, he has four goals and two assists. So he's balling this year. Yeah, we're not going to say he's having a bad season. Hey, man. But we know the reigning Ballon d'Or win. It has so it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So, and I think Kareem has been, you know, right. I don't want to say resting, but yeah, come on. He is. Well, you know, he's been, he's been buying his time and, you know, getting prepared because, you know, he's missed out on the last one. And after winning the uh, Nations League, I think he's kind of a little bit more motivated to try to go out even bigger, especially with the Ballon d'Or as well. So uh, I think he's really going to try to go out big. My anime knowledge is very remedial, but I know y'all know this one. Benzema thinks he's Goku in the chamber, man. Try to stay fresh. I know what he's doing. Hey, nice yeah, one. Man. That was very true. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> now, Germany, they've had a couple interesting pickups, you know, or selections, I should say. One is Makuku, man. This guy, if you guys play football manager, FIFA, he's a wonder kid for a couple years. I think he's a special talent. Do you think he'll get a chance to play, Cletus, or is that more like emergency option? You're just coming for the experience. I think he's more there for the experience and for that knowledge. Um, but looking at that Germany team, because there's a lot of players that play within his position, so I don't think he's that 
dynamics kind of take people like, you know, uh, Navri's place or Sané. Um, but it'll be interesting. But looking at Germany, I think they're a transitioning team as well. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't bring uh, Hummels on, on the team. That was a shocker for me. But looking at everything else, um, New Year, I feel like he's going to have a great, uh, great World Cup. Recently, he had an injury, but I think he's going to be ready for the World Cup. Um, midfield, my my biggest joy seeing on that midfield, honestly, right now is is Jamal. I think he's honestly the best. You know, God be, I don't know what, what that's all about, but Musiala right now is the hottest thing in the market. And I think the World Cup is going to be like a perfect stage for him to kind of like make his mark um, in football. I think Disrespecting Jews. Bro, uh, <laughs> relax, relax. Because Musiala right now is on a different level. And I think he's going to have like that same kind of effect that Thomas had in his first World Cup. So it'll be good to see um, how Germany plays out. But I feel like they're going to get to the quarterfinals. Um, if they could push past that and get to the semi, I feel like they have a strong chance of making it to the final. Well, you already know if there's one thing that Germans are good at, it's advancing in major yeah. tournaments. So <laughs> they definitely on the radar. Now, Ephraim, you cover, you know, two teams that are in very interesting periods in their country's careers. You know, the trajectory, I should say, starting with Belgium. This is the end Ooh. of an era, man. How do you feel about it? You literally took the words out of my mouth. I was I was I was actually going to start with that cuz uh the Royal Belgian Football Association they've got uh th this is it. This is their window. If they don't do it now with the with the usual suspects of Kevin De Bruyne uh Toby Toby Alderweireld, you know, uh Jan Vertonghen and you know uh Thibaut Courtois and all those guys if if they don't do it with Romelu Lukaku, who's who's nursing an injury right now, seems like he's going to be day to day. So it's hard to tell where, where he's going to uh, land in the squad right now. I mean, they they have an older team. They they a lot of these guys are over thirty or at thirty right now. Uh, if if we look at the potential starting lineup, um, so I, I'm looking at some of these young guys. Hopefully, they can rise up and do something. Uh, Leandro Trussard, who's been doing a pretty good job this year in the in the Premier League. Uh, Arsenal target, you know, Yuri Tillemans and seeing what he can do if, if he can get in the squad, which I'm sure he, he probably would start. Um, you know, so people like that, that that that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Leander Dundonker and seeing what he can do. You know, some of these younger guys under 30 that can step up and probably help this team do something. But this is it for the for the usual suspects. This is it. They have to do it this year because uh, you're right, Dan. This is it. The end of of a great group of talented uh, young players. Well, I say young in relative terms, they're not that young as far as uh, sports go, but uh, they got to do it now. So yeah, I, I see this as being it for them. Um, it's going to be, you know, tough sailing for them, but uh, I feel, I feel for them, especially in the back. If, if, if it's going to be the usual pairing of uh, Vertonghen and uh, uh, Alderweireld, then, they might have an issue. It might be a problem. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. They 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 got a pretty – Croatia may be their hardest team. Canada might surprise them. Um, but they better do it now, man. Six points, get them out of the group, I think, obviously. So they better try to get at least that. 
for sure. Now, England, do you think they have legit a legit chance to win it all? I mean, they made the Euro final. Oof. What do you think about their prospects in this <laughs> tournament? Yeah, man. Uh, great question. It just depends on who they playing. I mean, Alexander Arnold, you know, Marcus, you can chime in if you want to. His form has been up and down this season. Uh, especially his que- there's questions on the defensive end for him. So we already know he's probably going to be slotted in as the uh, starting right back. Um, Chilwell's out on injury, so he <laughs> looks like he might be Luke Shaw. I think Kieran Trippier plays uh, left back as well. Um, so he may have a go at it. Kyle Walker's there still. So we'll see We'll see how that back line goes. Wait, I, wait, I'm wait, wait. They got wait. Ben White, bro. They got Ben White. That, yeah, yeah. Ben White's been the, the, the auxiliary. The auxiliary. Nah, yeah. My man Ben They're White. They're going to play him before Trent. Nah, Ben White is just there to relax. I knew Ben White was just Still. there to parlay when everybody pulled up in the England gear Let me to the training camp. He put up in a brown fit, relaxed. And hey, you know how he is. He's all wait, fat. wait, wait. Did y'all He's see the clip? Did you see your Gucci boy looking like a looking like a fake American? Oh, Grealish. Yeah, Gucci Grealish. I told you guys. Yeah, yeah. my man is down with Gucci. That's one um, thing. He he might not score. He doesn't get assists. But one thing he does is star at fashion shoots. Yeah, of course. He's getting that check. I mean, yeah, you see it. You see what he wear on 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 Saturdays, right? You see what he wears. His his outfit is uh, a little tighter than everybody else's. I think so. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, but we all know also that that uh, Southgate seems like he may have a little bias to some players. So. You look at Harry Maguire, hasn't been playing at all or playing well over the season, So, but he's still there. So if Luke Shaw, I give him credit. He has stepped up. So now, granted, Chilwell being hurt probably helped him out as well, but yeah. I give him a little bit of credit. He has been stepping up this year. Uh, I like I like the young guys in the midfield. Obviously, Jude Bellingham, uh, Connor Gallagher looks good. I like Mason Mount. I like him a lot. I like what he does with Chelsea when they are playing well. Um uh, Declan Rice can hold it down, obviously, as a six. Uh, Calvin Phillips has been hurt a lot this year, I think, right? Um, and so he I got a, I got a quick question. Interesting to see how he plays. Say again. Quick question, man. How do you honestly feel about Gallagher making that roster? Uh, man, because there's always this question about like people like Ward Pros and and yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's been a lot of either snubs. I mean, I'm about to get to the forwards here in a second, right? We already know one big snub that, that England probably had for, for the forward uh positions. Uh in fact, he uh he made it known on uh against City this weekend, so over the weekend. So yeah, man, there's there's been some interesting uh calls when it comes to some of these uh um you know call-ups for the for the team. So like I said, I think Southgate. There's, there's speculation he has like this this loyalty thing for certain players. So I don't know. Great question, Cletus. Great question. Yeah, um, you know, every coach has their biases. That's the no game. doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, as far as the fours go, yeah, I think if anybody, maybe I get I would have said Raheem Sterling. Bye. Yeah. Give me give me Ivan Tony. I'm sorry, man. He should have been in there. Um. And that shouldn't even been a question. It, sh- it should have been like Tony's been balling this year. So um, I love uh, Bakayo Saka. I've, I've Dan, you already know I love him. The man, he balls. I, I love him. Player of the year, yeah, man, for real. 
Uh, I like the addition of James Madison. I think he's well-deserved. I think he's been doing, you know, he's kind of worked his way up into like getting to this point in his career. He should so be I actually starting, like him. for real. Say again? I was saying he should be starting. I, I, I like him. I, I really do, he's man. I one think of the guys that, my bad, he's one of the guys that when you say uh, Southgate has his biases, James Madison literally had to be like, Top three in goals and assists in 2022 just to get called up. You ain't lying, man. He deserves this. I I, I really like his game. Um, he's dangerous on the free kicks. Uh, so anyway, but Phil Foden, obviously, you know, Wonder Kid, Manchester City. You know, he I think yeah, obviously deserves. So, uh, question I would have maybe Graylish. Eh, I don't know about that one necessarily. Callum Wilson. Yeah, I like him. But he may not get much PT. So, um, so yeah, I, I I like their forwards except for Tony not being there. Really, I think that's one of my biggest gripes. And like and like Clayton said, maybe the midfield a little kind of a little questionable too. So, but yeah, man, that's my take on uh, England. All right, thanks. Now let's go back a little bit. Jamar, Belgium captain Eden Hazard. What do you expect from him in this World Cup? Honestly, bruh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what position is he gonna play with them? Because for us, he was relegated to third string striker. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what position he's gonna play in Belgium. Is he gonna be on the wing? I think I so. Know. Back on the left, yeah. Uh, wow. But his uh, brother behind him is the wing back, moving sick. Um, honestly, from what I've seen, I don't like saying it, but I, I just don't expect much. I mean, yeah. this is really his last even opportunity to show that he can I think he just what they was talking about. I was reading something about it earlier. He was talking about this is his last opportunity to show something for Real Madrid. And he was also saying um, this was Belgium's last opportunity too to have a real shot at winning the World Cup. So, yeah, yeah I mean, maybe he'll you know, find a secret tank, Steroids? find micro secret stuff. Uh, nah, I ain't going to push that on them. But you know how people, when this, when yeah, they really got motivated. Win, yeah. But you know, when people <laughs> really motivated and stuff, they find a, they find an extra gear, you know, maybe playing, knowing that he's going to be playing with the national team. I mean, I, I don't know. Is he going to get ticked? He hasn't been getting ticked. So I don't know what they necessarily going to expect him to do for them but if, if he's going to be a automatic starter then maybe knowing that he's going to be playing will change um i hope it does to be honest i was a fan of eden hazard he's been unlucky for us um because the injuries mostly that really derailed him from the beginning and you know but yeah i don't i really don't know what to expect from him. i hope he does good to be honest with you but yeah i haven't even seen much of him yeah. Uh, Madrid, not to disrespect, he just hasn't played a lot. Yeah. And when he has played, in the beginning he was playing a little better, but then when coming in the, the last couple of times he got subbed in, it was clear that, you know, Rodrigo was playing better than him at that position, and even Mariano started to get ahead of him. And that's if Mariano ahead of you, he's been our third string for the past 10 years. So <laughs> Mariano ahead of you is an issue. So, yeah. Yeah, now nah, hey. he be, man. He just need a little sense of being and he's he's gonna be a hunter. Now speaking of a guy that you know similar to Hazard, but not similar to it, 
because Hazard is a certified legend in the sport. This guy, they said he was the LeBron James of soccer, Marcus. Number 10 for USA. Kristen Pulisic. He hasn't really played much for Chelsea. Do you think he can activate it in the World I, Cup for the U.S.? I don't want to interrupt, but who said that he's the LeBron James of soccer? Hey, man, you got to <laughs> see. It's a legendary clip from um, one of those shows where they be one of those Pawn star shows, uh, shows and one brother... He walked down to the joint. He had a signed Pulisic jersey. He was trying to move it for 1500 The experts, this is the sick part, Jamar. The experts said, oh, yeah, Pulisic, LeBron James of soccer. Where does he play? Midfield? Oh, Back man. Midfield? <laughs> Best striker? He didn't know what was going on. Come on, man. That can't be the, the source of this. Come on. My man, yeah. flipped, my man flipped the Pulisic jersey for a new guitar, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. It's the dark horses of the tournament. We're going we gonna to Senegal. They don't really got a, a story, but that's my dark horse. On the, uh, I think they might be the best team out of Africa. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Sure. Now nah, they are reigning uh, African champions, no doubt. It does suck that Mane is slated to miss the first match, though, in the group. Yeah, he didn't even make the flight, supposedly, I say. So, um, yeah, um, we'll cover them next week. But you, you I had sneak dissing the youngest team in the World Cup, man, USA, man. Somebody, somebody put put the national anthem on or something, man. That ain't it. Whoops. Uh oh. Don't take my citizenship, America. I'm real. Hey. All I can say is, man, we 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 getting out of the group stage, man. That should be the minimum, straight up. I, I don't want to hear oh these. I don't want to see Alexi Lawless. Bottom of the barrel. Hey man, we we gotta start off because we young, but I think we got some young pups that's gonna make some folks like Musa, uh, Musa. Yeah, sorry we took him. Um, I think Christian should should come into his own. Geo, Tim Ware. I mean, both of them are injury prone, but you we mean Anthony's future him. left wing back Geo Rania? I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, we got. <laughs> they might need to get Antonio Robinson. That might be our best. Uh. Defender, that's what's funny. And he plays for Fulham. So uh yeah, yeah. I saw that brother. He, he gave up a penalty last week, ugly. I saw that. You gotta you gotta make business decisions. You got the World Cup coming up. Um, we got some uh deaths. Hopefully he can he can uh use some of that Barca experience, you know, and get 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 us some goals up there. We got Weston McKinney, we got Tyler Adams. Um, it was a couple snubs, but they weren't really nobody that honestly, in my opinion, that would change the game. Uh, outside of Brandon Vasquez, we got, uh, I mean, and then uh, Anthony's boy, who he sent out on a uh, loan, uh, Zach Steffens. Uh, he's not in our goal. We have uh, Mr. Matt Turner from Arsenal. Okay. And our first game is, down. yeah, Mr. Sit Down, but he missed a, missed a, I, I want to play out the back for the USA, and you don't have that ability. Um, But, yeah, we got Wales. We got England. We got Iran, and we should get up out of that group. We got dang going Wales up first, and we need to drop on I mean on Bell. He should be drinking bubbly from the dang on MLS Cup, not being able to or playing golf or something. Man, we got to <laughs> dang on get up out of there, get them three. Then we got to get England. I'll say this, E, 
if uh we beat England or if England beats us, I put up the England flag on my avatar. I I, I would respect if you do the same, put that USA up, you know. Oh. And that that'll be our little small little wager since we're in the same group. Oh, but let's 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 put some let's be uh let's be perfectly clear. I, I'm a USA fan, so there's no way I'm rooting against them. So so now nah, I wouldn't I'm not gonna do that to my, my boys, man. I, I'm just covering for England. I, I ain't rooting for them. <laughs> yeah, we don't support our old colonizers over here. Yeah, nah, yeah, I'm good, it. man. I'm with you, Marcus. I'm I'm USA all the way. Yeah, but that's what we got going on. This is the tournament for Christian to actually show he Captain America. If you really that dude, hey, stop, stop. He's that yes, sir, Captain America. <laughs> I'll, shoot, I'll, sh- I'll leave him a guitar for y'all to pick him up. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Captain America. Not nah, hey. in the Chelsea. <laughs> Anthony, you are covering two teams that are basically the favorites to win the tournament, man. Uh, why don't you set us up with the South African? I said South African, South American <laughs> super countries. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I realized yeah. my mind is on the injury ever since <laughs> I, I forgot the American national anthem. <laughs> nah, man, we're all good over here. I'll start with the winners of the uh, Copa America, right? That's correct, Argentina. Yep. Uh, I believe they'll still be on drugs. Uh, FIFA already predicted the video game that they will win. Uh, I will not be surprised if that happens because the alien Messi is on their team. However, I want to highlight Brazil, Dan. I think they have the depth to win it all this year. None of them have been hit with uh, any of this juju that other players have had hit them of this uh, since this Qatar World Cup has come along. People falling out like flies. I don't know if it's because of oil money under the table or people really hurt. But it may be an open and shut case for Brazil to win it all. And the key to that happening is sitting Grandpa Danny Alves down at right back and starting at her Militao. Um, and they should run a f- variation of a 4-2-3-1 uh, that morphs left back can be uh, Alexandro or Alex Tellez, if that's how you feel. Uh, Marquinhos got him in the back line and Grandpa Tiago Silva. Oh, my days. Yep, he can be back there too because that's why that's why we have Edder Militao right back. All right, so we're running sort of a back three hybrid. Makes but, sense. But now we got the, the mid two pivots. I'm going to have Fabinho or Casemiro or you got uh, Guimarez. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a baller. Exactly. So one of those three guys both paired up in the right there. But the beauty about Brazil is they're adept at attacking, and that's why I picked this formation. So from left, we're going to have Vinicius. He He's going to be on drugs this World Cup. This, this is going to be one of them. We're going to see some fun things from Brazil, y'all. It's going to be amazing football to watch. Vinicius right there at your number 10, Neymar, the guy who has nine assists and 11 goals in league. 1. He's going to be on drugs in the World Cup. Can't wait to see it. Right wing, you can have Rafinha or Jesus. Hey, I'm going to go Rafinha. Yeah, at striker. At striker, I'm going to put Richarlison, and he's going to place a bid for a designer club for uh, next season. 
Oh, Tottenham is over already, the experiment? Yeah, he may go to Bayern, man, after this. Hey, that's next. That's next. I like that formation. And you're right. Uh, Brazil has been playing Neymar more centrally. Um, when they had uh, friendlies against Ghana in another country, they they walked through Ghana. It was so easy. But Neymar was playing more cent- centrally. Richarlison had a brace. So I like that formation. Now, yeah, yeah, oh, that's go it. ahead. Not, hey, that's it from, uh, you know, South America. All right, good looks. Now, Jamar, you heard what Anthony said. He expects Vinicius to black out during this World Cup. What about you, man? What do you feel about your new star winger? Do you think he can take it to another level? Like what we like I've told y'all all before, I think world class, you gotta show you're dominant and domestically, continentally in the Champions League and in a major tournament. So for me, this is the last step for Vinicius to be world-class. Do you think he can join that category, Jamar, this World Cup? I honestly do, especially since, you know, he's been getting a lot of everything that's been going on at the beginning of this year, you know, with the making, what was it, the monkey thing and then at Atletico and now. Yeah, and everything's picking up with him getting fouled and like, now the thing is that's been talked about over the past few games with Real Madrid is Vinicius and Rodrigo getting fouls and them not getting no calls on it. I mean, I say kind of Vinicius' fault because, you know, he's a flop master, you know, Brazilians, but also he has been getting fouled on some next level shit and they haven't been calling it, but I do expect him to black out. I mean, He's been playing well. He's kind of been kind of reverting back a little bit to being inconsistent in front of goal, but he's, but even still, like his passing and his awareness is still way much better than it's just the, still the same. So I I expect him really to black out as well, especially if he's getting playing time. Like, yeah, he, I expect him to, to show the world that he's arrived. You know. Yeah, I hope Vinicius doesn't turn into a meme. If y'all remember the twenty world, uh, twenty eighteen World Cup, they had Neymar rolling all around the world because of his flopping. I hope Vinicius doesn't. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. He does. <laughs> he has been doing the extra flopping thing too. Like, you know, it's been that's uh, so ugly. I mean, Casemiro does it. I mean, bro, I haven't seen all the all them guys flop. That's why I say it's a Brazilian thing. The only one who I haven't seen is Millie Atal, but he's a defender, so you know yeah. he not really flop. <laughs> but I I want to see him uh shine in the World Cup too, because that young he's a nice defender, man. Is he he can pass, he can defend, he can score. You know he's he he had a focus header uh in the last game too against Cadiz yeah. falling back uh in the left corner that joint was wild but yeah. yeah I'm I'm excited to see I want to see Rodrigo do a little something too I'm excited to see uh uh these young Brazilian boys and see what they do but yeah Vinicius sure. should should show what he show show the world what he's been about for sure now hey we down to the last two segments of the show. Let's go through these real quick. Of course, y'all know this is champagne soccer. So it's only right we have our champagne goal of the week. And I'll start it off real quick. Uh, Mine is Tony, man, a game winner in the 98th minute special. So I got to go with that one. Uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to keep with uh, my my team, uh, Alejandro Granacho, his first Premier League goal, game winner. 93rd minutes against uh, Fulham. 
Nothing wrong with that. Hey, I like his style too. I know you do too, Clay. This uh, what's your champagne goal of the week, Clay? Um, it's gonna be a double up. Uh, it's gonna be Musiala's back heel flick to Gnabry for the goal. Oh yeah, um, it was smooth. Yeah, definitely need that. And Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Well, I already know it's finally coming together. Harvey to Darwin. Darwin <laughs> back of the net, you know. For sure, man. That was smooth now. Anthony, you got a champagne goal of the week? Yeah, I'm gonna just go with Tony. Uh let's go. Thanks for putting uh nail in the coffin on those losers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jamar, do you have a champagne goal of the week by any chance? I don't. Nah, I, I don't think you might have to go with that header, though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I would say with the header, but it wasn't – it was smooth, but it wasn't – it was it was more so he was pushed out of position, so he had to finesse it more so. Yeah, he right, like, that's what champagne is know. about, man, finesse. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't – but it wasn't like smooth <laughs> or something. You know, he got niggas up out the way <laughs> with the header and shit. That's why I said nah. You know, True. Yeah. It wasn't fancy, I should say. <laughs> All right, now, do you have an in-the-club all-star by any chance? You know, someone that balled this weekend, you know, you feel like, hey, they deserve to celebrate what they did. Hmm. I would say at Emilia Tau, man. Yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, he he's been he's been balling, and on top of that, he scored the scored the goal. I mean, it, I think he's like showing. Was that I, the I think, game winner, or did Cruz score the game winner? No, I think he's his his uh, header was. I guess I think the was first the game winner. No, 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 no. I think I think Edis was like. Let me double check real quick. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Cruz's was the game winner. Edis yeah, was yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been honestly uh, one of our most consistent players. I, I really don't haven't seen him making too many mistakes in the back. Usually he's been covering for other people. And like I said, his passing out the back is extremely underrated. So I have to go with either for real, for real. For sure. Now, Claytis, you already know in the club All-Stars, we were peeping this back in the day at NSU, man. Who's who's yet in the club All-Star this week? Man, trifecta, man. We're going to sneak the young boy in the club, man. <laughs> he outside, man. For sure. <laughs> he outside with us. <laughs> Ephraim, who's here in the club all star? I'm gonna go to the club since we've been doing this a lot too this year. Um, I'm gonna go with Newcastle, surprise team in a way. Yeah, um, third in the Premier League, seven points off the top, two points off Man City. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with for sure. Now, my in the club all star, hey, it's Piers Morgan, bro. <laughs> he got this Cristiano interview. He's milking it. And in the clips I see, he's, he's selling it. He's fishing. He, he's making Cristiano misbehave. He was the one that told Cristiano, hey, Rooney, I think he might be jealous of you. I was like, hey, he's sick. So Pierce Morgan, he's an Arsenal fan. Salute. We're at top of the table. Anthony had the idea to break down the top four in the top five leagues. Unfortunately, whoa, 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 running out of time, but we'll get to that next week. I, I didn't forget you, Marcus. You was here in the club all-star, man. I didn't forget. I got to double up because I think uh, Anthony probably wanted to bring him in the club with him, but um, 
we got Ivan Tony in the club, and we're gonna have a meet and greet with him and uh Lancy. And I'm sneaking, and I'm sneaking Harvey in the club since he can't drink. I'm drinking all the bottles, and he in the tab on him. Damn, dang, dang, Marcus, he almost had me. It's funny. Tony was about to pull up to the club, but then I remembered, hey, my man Holland, he's definitely in the club for the next month. Oh, vacation swag. And he's on ice because he's trying to bring me this Champions League trophy. (laughs) Hold on. I I heard that he signed to a club recently. No, they put a bid in for him. Aston United, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on with that? Because they think they can. Can keep him fit, and I'm like, nah, he in the club. Right. <laughs> Sunday league ball. Oh, <laughs> say can you see? See, I know the track, y'all. I was just messing with y'all earlier. <laughs> you looked it up, then you Google it, then you you don't know that song. It ain't gonna take your passport. By the dawn's early lights, I know the track. Come on, man, stop playing with me. You want to surveillance, Dan? Reading, reading the script. <laughs> hey, 2026 World Cup is in North America. We're going to be all over that. You might see me at the stadium dropping the national anthem, bro. Hey, speaking of real quick, before we go, y'all fool with Speed's World Cup track, right? That's the best World Cup song this year, right? Spain? That's just wild. It shouldn't have been Little Baby. Joint. Oh, Speed Joint? Oh, yeah, that's Speed Joint Craig. <laughs> I need him to get a pronunciation uh, teacher or something. Nah, I think he got good. the first one right, right? Argentina. <laughs> he called Senegal Sega. He, but one thing I could tell is that Ghana couldn't conf- He tried to, you know, mess up Ghana, but he couldn't. He just said Ghana. He was <laughs> Hey, shout out to Speed and everybody out there hustling. Sky Sports said he's not coming on because they found his old material about how sick he is. I like that. I like that. Yeah, but hey, that's the game, man. They use you until they find out you're you're dangerous. But hey, we'll never be dangerous. You know, we're good guys. Champagne soccer for Anthony, Marcus, Ephraim. Thank you to Claytis and Jamar for pulling up with us. We'll be back next week to break down the beautiful games in more ways than one, man. Marcus, let us go with that signature, man. Until next time, keep them pinkies up, man. We out.